Hello and welcome back to the ASAP Weekly Rocket League podcast. The host, uh, that's me, uh, Flash, blah, 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 blah. And I am joined today by, as always, as usually, as sometimes, uh, Wabbits. Almost always, sometimes. Hello, people. Hello, hello. hello. And then also returning once again from a semi, you know, what's it called? Semi, a semi host temporary to <laughs> temporary host. That's the new upgrade. Uh, we temporary got semi-host. Temporary semi-host. We got Kamu. Hello, hello. All right, uh, we're kicking it off right away because it's been uh, mm-hmm. it's been an interesting week. There's <laughs> there's a lot of interesting things, um, and we want to address uh, first of all a very lengthy comment mm-hmm. that was on the last uh, Reddit post that we had for our podcast. Um, and I thought the best way to address this comment, I think it was either myself or uh, mm-hmm. it was Wabbits. Um, who said we were talking about these things. So uh, Combo, because we feel like you have better knowledge of um, certain players uh, over maybe the past couple of years uh, in the esports you know, scene, uh, mm-hmm. you might have a better judge of, of what you think about this comment. Does that sound good to you, Combo? Yeah, I'd love to talk about it. All right, so here we go. Okay. Yeah, uh, actually, it's funny. Just before you started, uh, I was just talking to Wabbits about well, as I was reading through the comment uh, about how I actually wanted to make a similar comment, but you had pushed along the show, um, <laughs> but not quite the same. Like, like I have some challenges to the comment, and then some all right. So from but... now on, we need you to just right away if we say something yep. dumb, call it out. All right. <laughs> I know. Good. I know. It was late in the show last time. Uh, was, yeah, yeah. I think everybody was a little tired. But if you do, if, if you do, too. if you are here. We do want mm-hmm. you to be, you know, the critical voice. We need um, you to call us out. Call us Every out. Single right? Every single We're mistake. Every single mistake. Trying to get better. Here. We're trying to get better. All right. Um, here, I'm gonna be just. I'm not gonna read the whole thing, um, just because mm-hmm. it's it's a, a little long winded. Um, yeah. But so the first first part coming. here, the first part, Yukio. Uh, when we were talking about Yukio fitting to Dignitas, um, we. Uh, I don't know who said this. Was that me or you? That would be me. That'd be you. All right. Ooh, <laughs> ooh. Uh, you played more of a right uh, Kluxier, uh, uh role. Um, not a squishy, oh, I want to be the first point scorer role. Um, yeah. So I was basically saying that uh, Kluxier was uh, taking the role, at least in his current team, where he uh, makes everybody else play better. He okay. plays back. Okay. He lets everyone go forward. So um, let's, then, yeah, yeah. Yep. Let's, let's just let combo, let's, we're going to do it piece by piece, all right? Okay. We're going to take it piece by piece, deconstruct it a little bit. Combo, first thought on that statement. Did you have any problems with that particular statement? Um, uh, not, a, not a problem. I would say more of an amendment. So okay. I think, and, and uh, luckily I think this will give Wabbits a bit of credit here. Um, <laughs> the When when he had made the comment saying that Yukio was fitting to Dignitas in a Cooksier style to so make my team play better versus the Squishy style playing, I want to be the number one point scorer. Squishy, uh, to the comment as it goes later on, that's like, I agree with what the comment was. We'll talk about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, talking about the Cooksier style, though, um, I think you need to take more than just talking about RLCS. And and I think, I don't know if this was your intention, Wabbits, but that's where I took your comment from. As <gasps> in our in your very first podcast with Rock League, you were talking about the Manfield 1v1s. Um, yep. And 
Cooksier as a 1v1 player is by far the most defensive 1v1 player in the game. He is yeah. one of the strongest and most well-rounded defenders in Rocket League in general. But when he comes to flip side, and you've seen his kind of his playstyle change, and I think that's why he's managed to stay on the scene as long as he has. Um, mm-hmm. He started as a very, very defensive playmaking playstyle. As his team has changed, and as his, as Rocket League as a game has just gotten so much faster, and as I was talking about last week, so much more focused on just those offensive cycles and who can outcycle who. I think mm-hmm. he has really started to take on what I think the way I view it as this very upfront, in-your-face, hyper-aggressive kind of role. And if you watch that Cloud9 versus Flipside game, uh, which I luckily yesterday just actually rewatched um, in WSOE, if you watch that whole series, he is the one that is just ramming his face into every single ball uh, <laughs> against Cloud9, and it, it really shut them down, and it really uh, kind of halted their offense. And then by the end, Cloud9 just looked awful. like They didn't look like they were doing anything, and uh, mm-hmm. he kind of reverted back to that defensive play style. So yes, I think Cooksier is the make my team play better kind of style, but mm-hmm. I think as his team changes, especially with someone like Speed when he had filled in for WSOE, he really tries to take on that, like, I'm the vet, I'm the fastest player, I'm arguably one of the best players in the world, that upfront kind of role. So uh, I, I could see where you were coming from, if that at least is where your experience is, is seeing him in that defensive role. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I do think he's more of the, like, I am going to be the, the anchor of my team and try my best to do so. Yeah. So I was kind of going for like the the anchor, the uh, kind of playing back, but like just by, you know, relying on how good his defensive play is, um, mm-hmm. but also like just the heavy challenges that force the opponent uh, opposing team to not really be able to play, mm-hmm. uh, which is what I've seen him do a lot. And then his uh, his teammates are generally shining with the the big goals. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of what, I, what I've seen personally in the past couple months. Yeah, but, uh, and that's that's what I meant and there. I, and I think I think to be fair to our commenter here, um, I think they're, <laughs> what they're saying is that Kixir a lot of the time will be will kind of go into that I'm the ace kind of role um, to combos point right, mm-hmm. and um, and so I think that's why uh, he had a problem with it. I think the general point about Yukio um, that that he wasn't necessarily the Yukio we were used to. Um, mm-hmm. Is a very, I think, fair point combo. I don't know if you have any. Yeah. Like, I think, I think the uh, fact that Yukio, like, he was doing a lot of individual plays, but he wasn't as, I don't know. It seemed like he 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 was more put to fit the Dignitas playstyle than um mm-hmm. than what he was doing uh, back. What was it? Um, uh, where, With flipside. Yeah, flipside where they're doing double commits like a lot mm-hmm. of the time. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. just felt and like... I think that's where mm-hmm. like a bit of a bridge can come in between both Wabbit's point and the commenter's point is that mm-hmm. um, is Yukio uh, and so this is more coming I think last time I talked about uh, uh, RLCS Fantasy and like it's kind of died a bit which makes me sad but uh, in season 3 when it first started I loved it uh, and I appreciate that this commenter was able to remember that uh, Squishy got Clutch Playmaker in, in NA uh, for season 4 uh, because mm-hmm. Squishy I had him in, in season 4 and he won me a lot of fantasy points for that but also with Yukio, Yukio's uh, rookie season uh, and I think I was talking to you guys at this about mm-hmm. off stream a bit yeah um, he was like he was my highest scorer because I got him so cheap in a fantasy, but he was such just a um, an in-your-face, mechanically gifted, that kind of classic KBM, just mm-hmm. really, really solid, structured, skilled player. Uh, and I think that was where, and to the commenter's point, I think that's where a lot of those double commits with Cooksier started happening because he was kind of taking Cooksier's upfront role as Cooksier was moving into that. So mm-hmm. when Yukio left, now Cooksier has become this very number one in your front, like right in the offensive zone kind of player, and Yukio's been able to join this very fast structured team um of dignitas and i think he's fitting in quite well so i think i think that comment definitely can go both ways between both of you 
Um, but uh, like I, I see where both are coming from. I think it's just the difference of this commenter clearly has experience watching the old playstyles of of the teams, whereas Wabbit mm-hmm. has a, a very modern perspective of, of where it's come from. So yeah, um, I think that sounds perfectly right. <laughs> wow, wow. Uh, can you mediate uh, if I ever get into an argument with Sama combo? Like I, don't know, I don't know what you know about my actual like IRL job, but that's a that's lot pretty of it, much so. what you do. Yeah. <laughs> wow, <laughs> bring it. Yeah. Um, I would say I just uh, one more point on this. Um, what I will say, uh, and I think this is probably the only reason that uh, a couple of the people, because he did get downvoted a little bit. Um, oh, really? Yeah, and I think the reason is because I think at the end it kind of felt like as he was writing, his point was there, and then he kept. You know what I mean? Kept going just a little Kept too going. long. Yeah, um, and I think the point is when when he put, I guess what annoyed me is that it came off as just another hating on Squishy comment. Mm-hmm. I was going to address that too. I was curious about that. All right. <laughs> Come, I'll let yeah. you take it away. Cause, uh... Yeah. I am the most classic Squishy fanboy on the planet. Um, and I think if to me it came off more as a, like a hating on Squishy comment, I think I would have probably jumped in and, and fought that a little harder. So like, <laughs> I would say it didn't come off that way to me, like remotely. Um, and like I, I get, especially with his quote where the, oh, I want to be the number one point scorer every single game style. Like, like yes, that like that seems aggressive. That seems quite mm-hmm. uh, calling out of Squishy. And I do not think that's Squishy style. Like I, I think again, this comes from the modern versus old perspective. Mm-hmm. As Cloud9 has become a really good team, Squishy has really become so. Like in RLC, in their grand final, Squishy was the number three. There is no way that you can argue any other way with me. And I'd love to talk about it with anyone who like mm-hmm. watched it all the way through. But in their world finals, he was the passer. He was the defensive powerhouse. Yeah, gimmick was playing outrageous one v one abilities. Torment was rifling every shot he could into the top left or right corners. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he really did become that. Like I'm not going to score every goal. I'm going to come to the background. But like that again, it comes back to that timing perspective of how much squishy you folks have watched recently versus how squishy used to be and i think if you watch squishy's content as soon as he's outside of that cloud nine bubble where he knows exactly what his teammates are going to do he really does become that number one like he loves slip resets he loves ceiling shots like he Mm -hmm. lives in that in that world uh and i I don't think you see it as much on the on the actual competitive and professional level because Mm -hmm. of just who his teammates are so again i see where the commenter is coming from i agree with where the commenter is coming from but i don't think it was a hating on i think that's just the, and the pool to be of fair, that the th- coming from versus mm-hmm. what you guys have. Right? And to be fair, I think from last week, what the big thing is when we said or Squishy is um, like known for the one v like the you know what I mean, trying mm-hmm. to get all the points style. It's more. I don't. It might have. It might. I don't know if it was your comment or my comment, but I had my been comment. watching Squishy like talking about him, his rise to pro, uh, in yeah, his YouTube channel, video. and great so uh, I was I was watching that over, and it's. I think what I was trying to say is that the historic notion um, where he everyone thinks of him as like a mechanical genius, right? Yeah. Um, I think that's the point I was trying to get across. So yeah. uh, if I did, you know, uh, miss, miss, uh, miss, if, if it's misconstrued for, uh, you know, saying, oh, that's all Squishy does, uh, well, that's too bad. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that, that's how the, ultimately the podcast will get better, right? With comments mm-hmm. like that. So uh, I'm really happy that someone managed yeah, to. Yeah, we are happy. Listen, listen, let's. Uh, I don't know. I'm not going to name the name because I don't know if he wants to be named. I'm sure if you want to yeah. find it. If you want to be named, just let us know next time. Um, <laughs> but uh, we do appreciate the comment because this was a good start, yep. I feel, to this episode where we can kind of dive in, dive right in, you know, talk about the things. Uh, get used mm-hmm. to it and uh, no I like it you know more comments like that we we will address you know until until we start getting like 50 comments 
You know what I mean? If you have three or four comments or if you have questions and when we put our mm-hmm. red, uh, red, or, yeah, our Reddit post out uh, and you put a comment underneath, we'll probably address it in the next episode. So feel free to keep commenting. Thank you for the comment because we have yep. to, you know, we have to be also put in our place a little bit. Um, it's good to have combo in. That's why we do have combo in because uh, he does have a little more background knowledge uh, going into the thing. Um, and yeah, and uh, okay. I hope that's good for that. Do you have anything else mm-hmm. to say? Yeah. So I was oh. actually the one that said this um, <laughs> to start off. Oh, and what me? I meant okay. by yeah, what I meant by the uh, number one point scorer is his out of tournament play, um, because when you uh, go around like I don't know the um, the Rocket League Reddit or just anywhere on Twitter or really almost anywhere, you'll generally hear uh, Squishy is this crazy mechanical player who uh, does all these flip resets and these all flashy plays, but that is entirely outside of uh, tournament play almost. Um, like he's of course an amazingly gifted mechanical player, but he doesn't really show off as nearly as much in uh, in his competitive play. Uh, what I meant by this was his was outside of his competitive play, where when somebody says squishy, they generally think uh, the flip resets from the air uh, or from the ceiling shot and, and this insane, uh, you know, insane. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, like play, I guess. Like, Let's just yeah. say play. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I think the point was yeah. also like we were focusing on Yukio, right? I don't think. Yeah. When the comments comparisons were being made, I don't believe it was um, mm-hmm. for the sake of saying this player is like this or this player is like this. Uh, yeah. It's more to give a comparison, but good that we called out because there's definitely a lot uh, we can talk about how playstyles evolve and players mm-hmm. change. I'm gonna move on. I feel like we've yep. we've uh, exhausted that comment. Okay. <laughs> Uh, I don't know if you guys agree, but I think yeah. I think it was good. We went over it. Please, please, like we said, please comment. Um, we will definitely address it in the next episode. All right, let's move on to our next point. So uh, this will be fun. Uh, this will be a lot of fun. I'm excited. Combo's <laughs> angry. Not really, but I'm excited. All right, well, we, we're going towards the collegiate corner, all right? So this is our third corner. <gasps> We have a third corner. We have a third We're corner. We almost have a whole field. Um, so uh, the collegiate corner. Uh, first thing, TESP announcement. So this is really exciting. Um, I, I knew Overwatch and Hearthstone, um, and well, Overwatch kind of, but a lot of the other games that were being run for TESPA for uh, collegiate competition, for university competition, mm-hmm. um, usually do run two seasons. They run a first semester and a second semester season. Right, one mm-hmm. from September to December, and one from, you know, about so it's like six, September, October to December, and the second one uh, from about January, February to uh, April, May, um, mm-hmm. and so officially uh, announced uh, the Rock League was actually going to have their first spring tournament. Um, so mm-hmm. that's really exciting. Um, I want to get uh, your thoughts. Uh, we'll start with Combo because you are the Brocky Sports coach. Um, mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, really exciting. I remember coming onto the scene, I was pretty confused as to why we had to be CRL for first season and then CSL for second season. Um, like I, I didn't quite get it at first. I was like, why are we not just playing all year in the same league? Mm-hmm. Uh, especially since all the teams just transfer over within the same league. Uh, so it's a little confused, but um, I'm happy they're finally kind of moving towards just the, the full year play. And the, the, the spring series is, normally happens anyways in the summer. So um, as of last summer, at least uh, it, it happens. So uh, I was pretty happy to see the second announcement coming in. I actually don't think think the Brock team is going to be able to, to compete, sadly. Um, but uh, we can talk about that a little later. But, uh, actually, uh, yeah. 
You, you yeah. because of the other league or no? So we let's talk it about is, it right so now. Let's talk about it right now. Uh, sure, yeah, let's do it. So that's the first weekend of reading week, okay. uh, and so at least myself, I wouldn't be there. Um, our one of our starters wouldn't be there. Uh, one of our other starters still has an injured wrist, so uh, is mm -hmm. still out of the game a bit. Uh, and then uh, our other subs are not available on weekends. So uh, we are. It is literally just the worst weekend that they could have picked <laughs> for it for us. Um, we're still looking. We might have the opportunity opportunity as of right now i am only busy on so it's a saturday sunday i'm busy the friday saturday but we're looking into the potential uh outcome of me being able to come back early on saturday and participate but uh, we're gonna have to figure out the next week and a half so uh, uh so uh wabbits uh wanna wanna join in wanna play a little bit <laughs> i will say i hit champ today so uh you champ yeah wabbits hit champ oh officially gosh. today Oh my, buddy! Have you got your rewards yet? Uh, no, no, I have oh, not. I will I happily grind with you right after this if you want to. Just to get the rewards. Yeah, so that's that's uh, wow. that's exciting news. Um, uh, but, yeah, so yeah, we're we're really excited. I'm happy the scene is doing it, regardless, even if Brock can or can't play. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so uh, big news. We're happy. All yeah. right, awesome. Wabbits, you have any thoughts as a newly crowned champ player? Um, you know what? Considering my. In immense uh, knowledge of being a uh, champ player. Uh, <laughs> I, I got nothing. It's really sad that uh, we can't play. Like, The Rock probably isn't going to be able to make it just because it's the worst possible weekend. But it is a qualifier, right? Does that mean there can be multiple teams? So the yeah yeah so we were actually which is funny because we had a long conversation on like all right like now we have enough players to do two teams we're gonna get this going yeah. like we're excited <laughs> and then everyone is like no not available not available not available and we're like all right so one team uh, and couldn't even we're at this point can't even field one team so we're we're trying but uh, we'll see wow, all right okay. so I think we run cool. Wabbits Flash and uh, some other person it'll be Volts <laughs> Volts Volts we'll do yeah. it. Vaults will, yeah. It'll be a he, quick day, a nice morning uh, warm up. He you know? almost broke seventeen hundred yesterday, so Dude. he's doing. He's doing wow! Wow! <laughs> okay. I I kind of want to see it. Like I think we'd win. We go two and two. That would be. I think that's the result. <laughs> yes. would be. If there's anything for Volts, and I'm curious if I listen to this, uh, if there's anything for Volts, he gets frustrated with people who are just in general lower rank, and if he's trying to play in a competitive oh, team, can play with him. Uh, then. So, oh my so, goodness! Um, yeah. So, like, and I, luckily on the Brock team, so like I'm look, like I'm looking at a roster right now. So myself and him are the only people with uh, who have actually gotten to Grand Champ uh, and have the rewards. Romeo Sierra has been to Grand Champ this season, but was just short of the rewards. But he's hovering right there. Um, Jer is also hovering, but hasn't gotten it yet. Uh, Cruncho mm -hmm. is hovering, hasn't gotten it yet. And then uh, Amplaka and uh, Master Davicus are both around C2. So luckily, we are a, a pretty highly skilled team. So that, like, that doesn't come into effect for... All right, I take playing. it. You know what? We'll take Master. And uh, we'll... Oh, he we'll... can't play on weekends. <laughs> Jeez. We'll take Amplaka. All right. Yeah. And we'll <laughs> yeah. just play. because it. Yeah, go for you, it. You can put anyone in, right? Yeah. Um, all right. All right. Enough of that. Let's go into the main event of this corner segment. Um mm -hmm. The CSL uh, league is going on currently, and the, we have had mm -hmm. a little bit of trouble of organizing something. Um, mm -hmm. And this segment, I think mostly, is just for our listeners to get kind of idea of what it's like sometimes scheduling games um, for oh. a collegiate Ooh. team. Um, Let me tell you. So, uh, you know, it's all... What's it like floor, being a coach? <laughs> the floor is all yours, Combo. Sure. Uh, so I'm going to start first with scrims, because they also 
frustrate me so much uh, because so even tonight so we have our, we have our uh, collegiate game tonight it's our fifth of our eight games tonight and uh, we I've been trying to get a scrim for the last four days I've had like eight maybes and no actual yeses which is the most frustrating thing oh. in the world two weeks ago I had seven scrims booked throughout the week five of them cancelled uh, a day oh. of one of them cancelled like ten minutes before uh, so we had oh. one scrim the entire week so uh, just booking scrims with college students apparently is is hell uh, <laughs> So uh, that's thought, eh? uh, right. Uh, so uh, that's frustrating. Anyways, uh, the nice thing about CSL is every single week on a Saturday, your game is at three uh, EST. Um, so it's noon PST or is it PST? Yeah, I think it's PST. Um, which is it's fine. Like like it's a good timing for the guys. Like we we're, we played all of our games at um, at that three PM mark, which has been nice. Um, anyways, last weekend we couldn't play. Uh, so and last weekend was our game or the weekend that just passed against Akron Zips Blue. So they're the B team of the previous. Uh, national champion team and like they're mostly 1600s as well so it'll definitely be a good match um so we had rescheduled to last wednesday because they were trying to stream us on the csl game because we're in our conference we're the only two teams that are four and oh um so they were uh obviously they want to see the the most likely two best teams in the in the loop uh, play against each other. Uh, so we were trying to get that going. They didn't give me any information, like the admins of CSL, until like Wednesday morning. So by Tuesday night, when they still hadn't given me anything, I messaged their um, their manager, and I was like, oh, I was like, I like I don't really want to tell my guys to be around and then find out we're not playing. So I was like, do you want to just reschedule to next Wednesday so we give them like a week and a bit to to plan our game? And he's like, yep, yeah, no problems, sounds great. Um, what I appreciate with CSL, and this is actually much better in my opinion than Tespa and CRL, is you have to email the admins. Um, like an actual written uh, full document mm-hmm. of with like the, the the match page like you have to cc the other captain all this other kind of stuff um, and so I think it's very professional and I really like that um, so I send the email and the nice thing is generally within a couple of days they'll actually edit your game time online so you can still like so you can see it's actually went through it didn't really happen but I was like all right like that's fine like I've, I've already sent the email I have the proof like it's not that big a deal so on the Saturday this past Saturday I wasn't in town I was uh, I was gone for uh, some interviews for real life um, and uh, I I get a I got like added on Discord like eight times while I was driving um, around 3 p.m. I get to my location around four, take out my phone, and I see that the in the all chat of CSL, the uh, Akron, uh, I guess, captain, uh, now later I found out it's their coach, um, actually forfeited us because the game, cha- game time never changed on the website. Um, so he tried to kind of make it look like we didn't show up to our regularly scheduled Saturday at 3 p.m. game. Uh, and yeah, so we, I was pissed. And so I started going through instantly grabbed an admin, sent him all the screenshots of our conversations. Uh, mm-hmm. so then he goes on the, their CSL page and he's like, Oh, the guy you were talking to isn't on their roster as their coordinator. And I was like, I swear, like I've seen on their Akron website that he's their manager. I was like, he even, he was the one who reached out to me uh, claiming to be their manager. And I checked it, I go into the website. Um, and, but I guess they didn't have him listed on their CSL page. So now they had to work out on whether or not there was some guy trying to trick our team into not showing up for our game um, or something along those lines. So crazy drama. We had no idea what was going on. It was wow. three out three hours out of my Saturday. I had to spend talking back and forth with admins um, <laughs> and their cap, their, their manager, the guy was previously talking to and the coach who forfeited us weren't answering any of my messages uh so eventually the the admin ends with a with the, the call of saying you have to reschedule your game um because it seems like there was some kind of foul play or miscommunication here uh so we uh we reschedule the game uh, well I, I say i was like we're still good for the wednesday at eight like that's still our plan um 
And so we end up going through that. Their, their coach ends up reaching out to me, trying to kind of say, he's like, oh, like, I don't know why you wouldn't have contacted me. Like, I'm the coordinator on the, the CSL page and like all like full merit to him. Like, like I, I agree with that. Like, like realistically, I should have been talking to him. But the why would their manager be agreeing to game times if then they were going to their actual team was going to forfeit us on mm-hmm. Saturday at 3 p.m. Like, that made no sense to me. And he wouldn't answer that whenever I brought it up. And he's like, oh, I'll just talk to him to make sure this doesn't happen in the future. And I was like, okay, like, seems kind of weak, but uh, all right. Uh, um, so, uh, so we went along with that. Uh, it was a lot of back and forth. Anyways, now not only an hour before this, we're recording this, and I have my our game today, like today's Wednesday, shocker, um, and games today at 8 p.m. And we, I get a message from their, uh, sorry, I messaged their their coach this time, making sure that it's the actual coordinator. And I was like, hey, I was like, we're having a gnarly ice storm uh, in Niagara right now. Uh, I, because I have to travel when I play because our where I live, the Wi-Fi isn't good enough to, mm-hmm. to play competitively. Uh, so when I so I was like, oh, I don't know if I'm able to travel. Would you be okay with rescheduling? He's really nice. He's like, yeah, yeah, like let me know. Just keep me posted. Um, and so I ended up messaging him uh, again, like just now, like 30 minutes ago, saying like, oh, I'm still fine to go. Anyways, he messages me and he's like, oh, also make sure you tell the CSL admins because our game is being streamed tonight by CSL, even though I had gotten no like approval of that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, weird, sure. So I messaged the admin, and the first thing he responds with is literally like in all caps. He's like, I have discussed nothing of the sort with this guy. And I was like, oh my god where's all this this information coming from <laughs> so then it, it turns into this this all chat uh, in like the csl discord like in the general chat back and forth between their coach and the admin trying to figure out whether or not our game's being streamed and, and like uh, their coach basically just keeps saying it's not a big deal it's not a big deal but i'm like it is a big deal because you keep giving me wrong information uh, <laughs> so we're playing tonight at 8 p.m i don't think it's being streamed finally i'm going to be done with akron after this so uh that's where we're at right now it's wow. the most frustrating thing on the planet luckily we got the forfeit reversed because uh basically as i was saying to, to flash before this uh, how uh, csl works is there's 20 i think there's 22 conferences mm-hmm. uh, or 21 conferences and the top two teams from each make it out potentially the top three or four based on wild card spots um because they have a certain amount of wild card spots for it okay uh, so that ends up making up the the top uh the top 64 is what that ends up making um mm-hmm. who, who come out so i think at this point like knock on wood brock is guaranteed to qualify because uh akron and brock are the only two teams that are undefeated uh but it'll just end up being who goes eight no and who goes seven and one so okay. uh is okay. what we'll end up seeing so we're uh we're, we're excited to see where we place with that yeah i'm not gonna i don't think we're gonna delve too much more into that um mm-hmm. but i think it, the reason I, I added this in is because i like what i said at the beginning i like having uh viewers kind of hear what, what it's like <laughs> the uh, collegiate esports scenes and possible ways to get around it. It seems like the admin of CSL did a good job, though. Um, they did. I was I was very impressed with their support. I, I've thanked them several times for like being understanding of yeah. a very weird situation. So mm-hmm. um, I'm just shocked that the uh, the two coaches, the manager, whatever is is going on there. Just they don't either communicate or they're doing they, it. They, like and this. I I cannot sell it enough. Akron. So this is their B team. Yeah. They're eight. Mm-hmm team are the national champions this is <laughs> yeah. one of the only schools in north america i think it's one of like the four that offer scholarships for esports in general it's one of the only schools that offers rocket league scholarships mm-hmm. uh wow. and, and <laughs> this much miscommunication between their coach their manager and everything um, yeah. like their rocket league website for their school is gorgeous it's so well done they all have full player headshots with jerseys and all this kind of stuff like it's it's beautiful mm-hmm. uh, and i'm <laughs> shocked at the miscommunication that came from it mm-hmm 
That's right. incredible. Yeah, I think I think we're going to leave it there. Uh, we'll let the yeah. listeners make their own decisions and possibly, I don't know, reach out to Akron and uh, see their side of the story. Um, no, I want to be fair. You know, if you want, we may have a yeah, slightly if you, biased side. If you want, yeah, from. if you want the this, you know, the full story, you gather your information. Here's one For side. Sure. You can gather the other side and then make your own choice. All right, we're gonna move on. That was fun. Uh, maybe I'll put you know some like very uh, clickbait title like uh, Akron <laughs> Esports is fishy or uh, Snake in the Grass acronym or Akron. Sorry, um, I don't know. Maybe not. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> all right let's go let's go on uh our next little bit we're gonna go to the beginner's corner i know usually the beginner's corner is a lot earlier we're switching mm-hmm. up a little bit though because i like having um kind of a a in between the collegiate and the e- and the esports uh talk right uh we have mm-hmm. the collegiate esports talk we have the professional esports talk so i like to have something in between uh change it up so beginner's talk the focus today is on boost and i'm gonna start this off with wabbits um okay talk talk about what you're, you're telling me something earlier today and then we're gonna have combos thoughts on it okay so while i was playing uh in my high diamond tier with the uh, with flash who is a low diamond uh and has dipped down to mid plat while i was playing oh, with him i'm still diamond uh, right now all right i know i'm calling you a diamond player you're a diamond player diamond one two been baby. down to mid mid high plat <laughs> You sound, you sound like one of our players calling himself a GC player, even though he's never been to GC. I've actually been to GC. Or Diamond, yeah, it's true. It's true. Diamond, I mean, yeah, um, so yeah, uh, just seeing the differences in play style with the people that we're facing and um, the people that are on my teams when I'm playing solo. Um, a big thing that I've noticed is that uh, the pennies, the boost pennies, the small ones, are very rarely used effectively in lower skills. And as you get higher, the use of them gets more and more uh, almost integral to actual play. Because uh, in my when I play, a lot of times I'll notice that if I'm being boost starved and I can't get any big boost, I'll still be sitting on uh, anywhere between 35 and 50 boost constantly, which is a reasonable amount to uh, you know make almost any play in the game as long as you're not going for these crazy aerials. But in uh, in the lower uh, lower diamonds and higher plat uh, skill levels. I've noticed that it's entirely uh, dependent on the big boost, and what happens is if you can't get that, you just stay at zero, maybe fifteen, if you uh, happen to get the one in front of your goal. Um, <laughs> and I think that is probably one of the biggest differences, and why the game itself feels so much faster in uh, um, in as the play gets higher, because it's just boost conservation and understanding how to keep your boost levels higher. Um, just even simply by collecting these pennies. All right, combo. You have any thoughts on that? Yeah, I, uh, I'm like, I'm really impressed that you're you're already looking at that because that is that to me is still something at high champ GC that I see people never use. Um, the really? and if, like, yeah. So if I can make it as easy to understand for like either both of you or mm-hmm. or listeners, whatever that looks like, there the way I've always looked at it and the way I used to coach my teams is that there are five distinct lanes for boost pennies that you should be mm-hmm. taking. Uh so the there's and a lot of them are are reversed on either end. So um and let's say if you just take one half, there's three if you want to look at it that way. So there in in front of your net you have your semicircle. So you're your eighteen. Uh so there's a boost right 
in the middle of the net. And then there's like a little semicircle of pennies that mm -hmm. come out in the front. So whenever you are going, and so the nice thing is it's actually in, perfectly in the spot of where a standard three is rotation. So where you'd be one person challenging, one person in net, and one person rotating back post. Uh, it's mm -hmm. in a perfect line if you take that semicircle back to net that you're getting 45 boost if you take all, all of those pennies, which is huge. Like that's enough to get anywhere in the net easily. Um, mm -hmm. So that's the difference between you having either one to go all the way to the corner and take that full can or just take the pennies and go in and you already have half boost and that's more than enough to, to make any save realistically that you would need to. Uh, so that's one. The, and then obviously the same on the other end. Uh, the next is the center lane. So, and I'm sure this is probably the one people start to notice first. And right really away, get used yeah. First is <laughs> right down the middle. There are, I believe, five pads or six pads you can take. I think it's six because I think there's three per end that you can take all the way down the middle. Um, mm -hmm. That uh, and so if you run that entire route, you're getting in net with about 80 boost. Um, that which, feels again, like that's huge. the perfect plat three replenish. Uh, you miss an <laughs> yeah, aerial, and then you uh, go straight down. Uh, you that's, got it. That's how that and works. so then next from that is the ones that I see people probably use the least because there's two ways you can do it and they're really valuable. Um, so if again, let's say you're landing in the, the offensive end, you're landing in front of their net, maybe you just tried an aerial, you didn't score, maybe the ball's turning around. Generally, going straight down the middle is probably your best route because it's quickest back to the net. It's It'll give you a lot of boost and you're good. Mm -hmm. um, you can get full boost just from pennies uh, if you actually take one of the wrapping. So there's actually an oval right in the middle mm -hmm. of the field of, of mm -hmm. pennies. And I'm not sure if you guys like know where that is or like I've yep. seen it, but that's um, dead center, isn't it? Um, yeah, so it's like if you were to like zoom out from the field, you would see your the six main canisters on the corners, and then there's mm -hmm. like an oval in between all of them that circles yep. the entire field. So by taking that curved path you actually end up going over about 10 of them so you already are getting more than 100 pennies if you're taking that loop back and the nice thing is when you're taking that back there uh, if you want to let's say go for the full canister maybe you're in a really big rush you can use the the first four or five uh pennies to boost enough boosts as you need yeah. to be boosting to boost into the full boost in the, at the the side wall and then you can ride that that high all the way back uh, and so you don't need to, to use any more so um i think the I, I'm really happy that at least that you're talking about it because I think that's such a, a small thing that when uh, consistently I'll hear players be like, oh, like, oh, they boost starved us. I don't have enough boost. But like, yes, boost starving <laughs> is a very common mechanic. We're um, going to get to that. So I like, keep going. Uh, Sweet, yeah, yeah. That, that, it's a very, very calm mechanic. I live for boost. Uh, the uh, there's a there's a, a site that actually tracks your tendencies, what it's called. And like, I, I don't know if either of you heard of it, but I'll show it to you after, and maybe we can talk about it later for beginners corner. But um, and so one of my biggest tendencies is that I'm consistently getting boost when quote I don't need it um, according to the website because I'm getting boost when I have like 60 to 70 boost but that's because I'm consistently stealing that is one of my main play styles is stealing boost uh, yeah. so like I, I get it like it's, it's a mechanic but there are ways by taking pennies just like you're talking about to not be without boost when you're coming in because no one's stealing pennies that sounds ridiculous to even say um, yep. to want to steal someone's pennies so um, yeah <laughs> Yeah, that, that, that's the main one. So I know I only said three there, but so then take those and it's repeated. So there's there's two halves to the oval, there's two nets, and then there's one center line. So those are your five zones that you'd be taking yeah. for pennies. All so, right. Yeah. Uh, the reason I laughed, uh, so Wab is going to say, what is what is the usually the uh, the call out if we are playing <laughs> together in threes? The most common thing that I'll hear uh, Flash say is, I don't have boost. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolute most common thing. And then sometimes we'll be on 12 and be like, I've only got 12 boost guys. I, I can't really do too much of this. <laughs> and what is too, because I, um, and I think I told you this before, Rabbits, right? So I, mm -hmm. I've watched a lot of, um, when you watch a lot of the uh, RLCS or the tournaments and stuff, you see them mm -hmm. constantly using the boost to, to reach that max speed and then doing aerials and stuff. Like, um, mm -hmm. I think... It's because they just, it, that's how you play p faster in some sense, right? Like you're never mm -hmm. not like using a little bit of boost. Like you're constantly, 
Kappa, correct me if I'm wrong here, all right? When I, when I put my foot in my face, just just correct me here, okay? Um, um, so, uh, and so because of that, like, I'm going to aerials and I'm using a lot more. Because before, like, here, here's the truth, right? When you're playing in, like, gold or, like, low plat, is there, if there's an aerial, you can go up to it usually as slowly as possible. Um, and you just kind of adjust because no one really is contesting you. Um, well, as soon as you start hitting that diamond, like, you have to be faster than the opponent. So you'll be using a lot of boosts. Uh, in an aerial, right? You kind of shoot it like a rocket. Um, and so I feel like I'm using a lot more boost nowadays just to play faster. Uh, but because I don't manage it effectively, right, then then I'll be boost starved. Um, so it allows me probably to win some 50-50s, but I haven't uh, caught up the other end of it to uh, allow myself to continue, like, you know, to, to keep playing that fast, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The I think the where that comes into play and it's funny i actually i noticed the exact same thing you did um but at my jump into gc into mm-hmm. like 1600 gc level uh, was that i was surprised because I, i'm sure both of you use the strategy and it's something you probably use 30 times a game is feathering your boost when you're airly right like you're not just wasting your can going up for the ball mm-hmm. and calling it a day right like like you're tapping it you're you're slightly t- like touching yeah, it on and off to, to yeah. jump right if you watch any and this was a weird thing that i I, it took me i think too long to to get and like Mm -hmm. this is back in like rcs one and two uh if you watch pros going after aerials it is one streak of boost that is all it is there's no feathering there's no readjustments that's what i noticed uh, right and so and so then i remember the first time i really started noticing i was like how are they like using 100 boost and then not being stuck in the other end like trying to come back especially with six guys on the field and only six canisters right Mm -hmm. um and uh and so i think what i especially noticed once i got into like upper upper level gameplay was that you need to be good enough with your one your fast aerials to only be using 40 because you realistically only need about 50 to 60 boost to get to the ceiling if you can fast aerial well and you can have the speed going into it that is all you need to get to the ceiling and that's what those pros are doing they're leaving about 20 to 30 when they're falling from the from the air Mm -hmm. so that they can quickly readjust themselves either to land perfectly on a canister or to position themselves well enough on a wall that they can wave dash off and already be going supersonic again and get back okay. uh, to where they need to be, right? Yeah. Um, and when I started doing that a lot more, it changed my game. Keep in mind that was also something I changed between like C3 and like 1500 to 1600 into GC. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like that is not something I'm saying any. This is not a beginner's corner thing by any means, but that is Our beginner's that consistently... corner is a wide range, right? There's advice yeah, yeah, that, yeah. that um, I'm sure gold and platinum players can take. Um, yeah. And then um, I'm yeah. hoping we get some advice for the higher skilled players. Definitely. Mm-hmm. I, I think that if, that, if, the, if anything, then like that's a really good one to, to use for the higher skilled players is that you, you need to get confident enough with your launches to, uh, to do one of two things you already know without any readjustment other than the slight ones in the air while still fully boosting that you can hit the ball mm-hmm. or be good enough to know that the second you make that launch either backflipping out of it or instantly pointing back down to the ground gotcha. knowing that you're not going to be able to either win or or um or you're just going to miss because the launch was bad and you'll see that a lot in uh, for even pros going for double touches right like if they boom the ball up and they're gonna go for that backboard read you'll see them backflip a lot and i find especially in like the early times of commentators a lot of times they're like oh feels backflip looks bad but mm-hmm. i'm like i was like nope like that was an active decision to not go up for that ball because they knew their their boost uh, was going to be wasted because their launch was poor, and they were right? missing so, and they'd be out of position. Uh, and, you know, you got it right. Yeah. So that, that that for me was is I'm like I'm really happy you brought that point up for your rank because that is so so crucial for literally going up every single rank is getting better and better and better at not feathering, um, but mm-hmm. getting better at using a small amount of boost to get to exactly where you need to go, and then saving the rest for getting to your next canister, getting back to net. Mm-hmm. So. Okay, so I just want to say on that uh, <laughs> that angle down or backflip thing. 
on in the game that I got uh, actually hit champ, I got uh, Flash to come into my room and look and watch my game because uh, there was this one one stupid thing that happened where uh, I was rule no number one with an opponent in the corner, uh, and that's how I got the final goal. Where like you know you just if if you, uh, you scored by rule number winning. <laughs> What actually happened? Okay, yeah. uh, did you I'll break rule number that. one to get champ? I did not. I did not. <laughs> okay. I am honorable. I would never. <laughs> that is like the chivalry of Rocket League. <laughs> what happened was we were rule number one in the corner. I ended up, I was directly over the boost and he was slightly off. I, I got the boost. Uh, I stayed there because I'm an honorable man. And then my teammate uh, came around, went up the wall and uh, bumped me from behind. Mm -hmm. Meaning that the opponent flew away. And then I was I was free of uh, free of rule number one. <laughs> and then the vault ball was slowly rolling in front of the net. <laughs> so I just turned around, went straight for the ball, went in. It was the easiest goal of my life. Teammate got me out of rule number one and into into champ. <laughs> nice. the teammate did the dirty work. Did the uh... yeah, amazing. that's not breaking rule number one though. That's just a that's just a cheat. That's a loophole. It's a loophole. Yeah. Well, I did you not ask him to do it. Wabbits did, did not dishonor uh, his family there. That's what happened. He didn't dishonor his family, but his teammate thought, you know what? If, if that's how he came in, like that's that's worse than like boosting or something like that. Yo, yeah, I would I have know. taken that loss and yeah. given up champ to, to keep on obeying yeah. rule number one. Yeah, I, think, I think we would have had to uh, edit this out uh, yeah, if you talked rough. about it. <laughs> All right. Um, okay, wait, wait. But what I meant to say, sorry, okay. before we continue. Yeah, yeah. True, yeah, sorry, we kind of derailed you there. <laughs> in this game, um, what happened was I uh, made a bad jump. I was in a uh, kind of bad position, but I wanted to go for the ball because, and I didn't realize it was going quite so fast. So I uh, did a, a single jump, um, delayed my double jump, angled down, and boosted down to get back to, to net. And then wow. Flash was looking at this behind, and he's like, oh, that was real bad. And I'm like... I didn't. I knew I didn't have the no, shot. No, no. Let's. Oh, I, all right, bad. all right. Listen up. Listen up. The reason that because I said this game, I don't I think I don't think you're playing really well. Is because no, before this play happened, I saw him. I not not just him. The whole game was one of those weird wonky games, um, mm -hmm. but it was like ten misses happened, and yeah, I think I three or four of them bad. were Wabbits's misses. Right. So then when I saw him do that, I'm like. Like, I think at some point you just got to, like, reset. There's, like, some weird mental block that happens or something. Yeah. I don't know. But everyone yeah. was just missing and missing. I, I got some good tips for that. All right. All right. Here. Yeah. This is good. This is good. Um, keep Give me some tips for when the game becomes wonky like that. Oh, do you want it right now or is that a separate beginner's card? No, hit me. Hit me. Let's do it. Okay. Let's do it. Um, Sorry. Why we on top? No worries. For... for becoming wonky my main thing is like and i think i talked about this actually in the first podcast i was on with you guys is that if you know you're having a bad day you need to get off you need to stop playing you need to either so i do one of two things if i know i'm just playing weird but not badly i'll hop into free play and i will force myself to play free play for about 30 minutes until i'm feeling better mechanically stronger a little better i know it sounds aggressive but like if you if you honestly listen to any pros or anything like that most of them will warm up for 30 minutes to an hour before oh, they start I, playing anything. I, I so totally uh, see it wow. Right, I feel so, it. Uh, so, so, and that's something like I, I do consistently. So, like just before we even started recording this, like I was playing free play for about thirty to forty-five minutes. I would say, um, wow. just because I know I'm going to be having we're having a big game tonight, so I, I want to be True. feeling good. So, um, so that's definitely one. And then the other is that if you know you're just outright playing bad, like it's no longer wonky, like it's just not your day, kind of thing. Switch games, <laughs> either stop playing, go watch Netflix. Like I recently, I'm playing a lot of Civ Five recently, so that's been my like jump into <laughs> if I know I'm playing something poorly. Um, but no, for in general, for playing wonky. I find it's one playing.
playing a lot of free play there was a time and it, it was weird it kind of swept over the, the rocket league internet universe for about a year ago that there was i don't know if you guys ever heard of it but people are calling it the slow-mo bug like your car was just going slower than everyone else's car did you guys ever hear about it it kind of died now because people realized it was fake but okay. um no so so people people were adamant even upwards of like pros were adamant that there was a bug in rocket league following a patch that individual people like just players your accounts your car was significantly slower than anyone else and it would just yeah. happen if you fire up the game you were just slower your air rolls were slower your shots were slower your speed was literally slower like everything was i would never wow. bought into it I, could, I was like that's clearly bullshit there's no mechanical technical mm -hmm. coding way that that could potentially happen um mm -hmm. and if it would it'd be a lot more noticeable than just a, i think i'm going slower yeah. um but what ended up coming out with it was that people obviously started to realize it was more just a mental thing and like maybe you're, you're just feeling slow that day like that's something i say all the time i'm like oh i'm feeling pretty slow today or i'm feeling pretty fast today and so what people did instead is what and like i actually found it works pretty well for me and i, I don't pull it out often but i do if i'm having a particularly slow day is go into an exhibition game set the game speed to slow-mo and play the entire game in slow-mo generally people say play two to three full games in slow-mo um of just against bots or against your like friends or whatever you want to do um and then play two to three games at normal speed and i guarantee you will feel faster than you ever felt <laughs> wow. in your time and it, it was crazy the the first few times i did it where i i came out and i was flying across the field and yeah you're gonna make some <laughs> mistakes because you're playing too fast almost but um it was a really good way to kind of fix that wonkiness so all right, what all I was right. Feeling so it. this is interesting because wow. you 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 brought some great points and uh you kind of went off a terror of things you can do i was mm -hmm. thinking i was thinking more specific to a game situation oh mid game awkward mid game <laughs> cool. a mid game um, awkward so if if during the game you see all of a sudden one person misses and then everyone's like missing the ball because they're all like scrambling in front <laughs> of the net is there any particular tip for you say to like reset kind of or save like let's just say it's in front of your net there's just like a pile yep. up and everyone's like all over the play last minute plays and all that what what's the first thing you do as a defender in that situation? I like not not take my hands off the controller, but I literally stop my gas, and it's something I, I yell at the Brock team all the time mm -hmm. for. Where it's like, if the ball is bouncing out of our net and there's no pressure, I was like, slow down do not just rifle it away i've seen so many balls where like teams will just rifle it away and then end up hitting off their own post and scoring on themselves because they're high stress and i'm sure you guys have done it too yeah. like, it's, nope. like I, I have done it yeah. I, I i do i do it in gc like i like i still do it um and like i, I don't know i so i'm like full the disclosure i'm a i'm a goaltender in soccer and hockey so i like live in a world of needing patience because generally in both sports you want to wait for the shooter to make the move first mm -hmm. um so i think luckily i had that kind of like athletic skill coming into rocket league mm -hmm. and it's something that a lot of people like I, I will consistently coach people on of like just be patient be slow don't uh, i think uh, last week i talked a bit about like intentional touches and being yeah, yeah knowing where like what are you what is, what is your goal with this touch what are you doing with it and it's about so for me it's about instantly hitting the break if if stuff's just kind of getting chaotic and people are missing left right and center it's hitting the brake stopping where you are using your right stick to look around is really important um just because i i i didn't really use my right stick until i was like high champ uh, mm -hmm. and it did kind of change it for me whereas like for the two main things of seeing if a boost is available if i'm on the way back and i don't have a line of sight to it as well as seeing if my partner is with me or there is an a, a like a defender against me i never did listen listen I never listen i started using the right stick in silver um wow <laughs> uh, you're already a better player than me then already Flash. already i'm just i just um, want to say that no um yeah no i think yeah so I, I think that's a big part of it is the right stick patience things like that and just like you you know the second you're like ah this is getting a little chaotic it's still like hey i'm not gonna like throw my face into this ball i'm just gonna wait hit the break look around and make sure that one my net is covered if it needs to be and otherwise i'm feeling good right all now, right so. okay good uh let's let's move along a little bit here 
Um, we're gonna. I think the plan originally today uh, was to kind of intro uh, DreamHack, um, mm-hmm. but I think just because we we've had a lot of discussion and I don't want to over- make the show too long. Uh, I think we won't really go into that this week because the tournament is not this weekend. It's next weekend, right? Yeah. So uh, okay. we'll, we'll kind of dive into it next weekend. But what we will mm-hmm. talk about from the eSports corner, in the eSports corner, um, is we um, there have been some notable um, commentators, hosts, casters uh, leaving. Um, mm-hmm. We're going to just talk about two of them. Uh, carpet. I'm really going to go. We're not going to talk long about Carpet, um, but it seems like it was more for personal reasons. Uh, than anything else uh, from what I gathered. Um, if you want to do your own research on that, you can. Um, mm-hmm. That's all I'll say to that. Um, on the second one, though, Axel Toss, a big one. Uh, combo, I think you did some research. Sorry I keep putting you on a spot here, but I feel like you, you said you said uh, you found something about uh, possible mm-hmm. reasons for this. Yeah, I have one, two, three, four, five, six, uh, about 15 tabs open okay. as of right now um, of different things. All of them start with Axel Toss. All right. <laughs> so, All right. uh, so the the main thing I found was there was a Reddit thread uh, made by uh, just kind of a, a random Redditor. Uh, and that was the one that kind of blew up and Axel Toss definitely took a liking to it because I think he commented at least 30 times <laughs> just either like thanking people for their support yeah. or things along those lines. Like he was very active in it. Um, the the main one I saw was his actual response to the to the, that Reddit post, mm-hmm. um, and it was three paragraphs. A little bit of it was just talking about um, how much he's loved it, and it's been a, it's been a dream come true because he's been here since season one, so he's been uh, the full time host. Um, mm-hmm. And then the second paragraph was talking again about how it's been fun, and then talked a bit about like his last big memories on it. So really, like kind of heartwarming. If you want to go read it, it's the first Reddit post that comes mm-hmm. up if you Google uh, Axel Toss leaving Rocket League. Uh, and then the last one is says uh, that he's trying to figure out what to do next and that he wants to be involved with other productions. The one important thing for me is that someone commented saying, like, this is really surprising and very heartbreaking. And um, and so the person commented saying, it feels like it wasn't your decision. Um, I was like, uh, and they said, they're like, oh, I don't understand what that looks like. But anyways, like, best of luck. And he responded to that saying, uh, yes, it was definitely not my decision. I can mm-hmm. understand why, though. It seems they want a different feel for the show. So they're going with a different host. I'm looking forward to tuning in and supporting regardless. Thanks for your kind words. And I expect to stay involved with many things, as I am usually included with the RL community so look out for my involvement in other productions so that that really I think that comment more than anything is the big one right Mm -hmm. Uh, from everything I'm reading Um, and there's a speculation I think I think I think it's somewhat founded right especially with that comment being there um, that uh, it's because they are probably trying to become more professional if in some sense Mm -hmm. Um, maybe a little more uh, when you think of old style sports broadcasts um, mm-hmm. That might be something they're leaning to, although we'll have to wait and see. Um, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, kind of your thoughts on that. Uh, maybe Wabbits. Maybe we'll throw it to Wabbits here. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, thoughts of the difference between kind of um, esports focusing on more traditional sports casting and like the more laid back attitude, uh, like casters. Um, mm-hmm. You know, for instance, Monty and Doa, or you know. So I'm gonna relate this back to uh, Dota about four or five years ago. Okay. Um, I was really active in like watching all the the esports of Dota um, back then, and what happened was uh, back then it was really laid back. They got a bunch of people that were just kind of chill, and they were all friends having fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was it was really um, really laid back. People just um, just kind of said what they wanted to say because there was no real uh, like it was professional, but it was a different type where it was very 
very laid back. It was the scene, um, right? Like you're you're in yeah. a community, right? The the focus exactly. is the players in the community, and the community understands that it's like, oh, it's like you're listening to your friend, right? Cast exactly. Yeah. That's exactly what it was. Like mm-hmm. it seemed as if everyone was friends and just kind of chilling. Um, but then there was a big change where uh, a couple of people got um, got fired essentially and just never brought back to the scene, and things got a lot more professional with them. Um, with real panelists and desks and like uh everyone wore a suit wait wait um, wait, wait wait hold on hold on is uh this too good yes a hundred percent so when did too good, too good get like, kicked that's what i want to know what year was I that i believe it was 2014 it might have been plus minus a year all right so um, the second too good is the thing is i don't think axel toss is too good so <laughs> no i i don't think so at all um but you could have but, to go if you ever want any eyeballs on the product that are outside the community yeah like it was it's a it, that's what i mean by like um it was incredibly laid back people just had fun they were joking uh it was very um unofficial very unofficial on the official things weren't um, afraid to offend yeah to the nth but then degree. after those a uh, couple people uh were left it became very uh very professional um everything was like set to this exact thing uh got much more sports like mm-hmm. and not to that degree but i could see the same thing happening for um for rocket league and uh, do- because it is already a lot more official than it was uh the dota mm-hmm. back then was um but i could see them trying to you know up that a little bit more i was gonna say uh just to this point um i want to know if you feel that the Dota experience, even though it did change, did the uh, has the viewership continued been rising over the last couple of years? How's that? Been uh, last couple of years, I don't know, um, but it was generally a steady growth um, throughout the entire thing. Um, so the I guess I guess ultimately the the change in the broadcast probably didn't necessarily di- no like I, I don't help think so. or dis like dis you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Is this constant it, stream? Yeah, I, I think it might have made the uh, whole scene a little bit more professional and like a little bit less disruptive. Mm-hmm. Um, which and I'm sure, I'm sure thing. as well. A lot of these companies, right? A lot of these esports orgs are just kind of branding hubs. Um, mm-hmm. And so if, if Valve goes, "Hey, we have all these professional casters that aren't saying jokes that are uh, not <laughs> funny bit. and definitely yep. just you know uh, mean spirited." Mm-hmm. Um, then you know maybe we'll get you know a big brand sponsor on the thing. For instance, exactly. Uh, um, I mean, I think Overwatch does a really good job of um, mixing that professionalism, right, um, with the more laid back attitude. They do a really good mix of the two, um, and we'll mm-hmm. see how long that stays. But I think the big thing, well, just I, I don't know uh, if Rocket League's ever going to want to do this, but there's something to be said about a more laid back uh, stream, except really if there's multiple hours, right, in a stream. Yeah, I think a professional definitely. broadcast, if you have th- a three-hour event, that kind of makes sense to me. Um, mm-hmm. But when you get to a seven or eight-hour event that's going out throughout the whole day, um, mm-hmm. I don't know if a professional broadcast will be able to uh, retain as much attention, but that's just my thoughts. Combo, um, you got anything on this? Um, not particularly. The one comment that kind of made me laugh on that Reddit post from someone is <laughs> saying that they hope they... Uh, it was, oh, I already lost it, but it was... Was it the uh, one about him being the... a pro player? Uh, yes, that made me laugh for sure. So, and, and he made a comment. He's like, oh, I've already gotten calls. And he listed like 14 orgs. Um, but uh, uh, someone said, uh, don't change something that's not broken. I hope they don't go for the bring in the hot girl with no idea about games feel with a sad face. And uh, oh. I, I, do- I doubt that the route, that's the route that they're going. But again, well, that would that, make me very sad. What was, so. what was that? Because there's a specific... Um... 
Rivals caster. Was that the reference to her? Because I that would be actually quite <laughs> quite a rude I hope in that not. Thing. She was actually pretty knowledgeable. I will give her that. Mm-hmm. I, I I really don't like the the rival stream all that much. I think. Oh, they, no. Well, I think, no, it's been confirmed that she's moving up. Uh, I'm pretty sure. Uh, oh, is she? Oh, I didn't know that. Um, to, or okay, it is most likely. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna make a definitive statement here. Um, yeah. But there are Comments a couple. Yeah, yeah, the comments will get me again. No, I'm not going to make a different <laughs> statement, but it's it's very likely that she is uh, joining the main RLCS panel. Interesting. Um, yeah, like I didn't mind her at all. Uh, I, j- I didn't like the actual um, RLRS podcast that much. I felt like it was too low budget. Uh, I think they're dumping all their budget, obviously, into RLCS. And um, mm-hmm. but uh, and I never felt inclined to watch RLRS. But uh, yeah, no, I hope that's not her. I, I thought she was fine, but uh, I guess we'll wait and see. And it's also a host role, right? I think. Yeah. I think, fortunately or unfortunately, a host role doesn't require as much knowledge about the game mm-hmm. um, because it's more about if you have a general sense of what's going on and you are able to lead people to um, an entertaining broadcast, then you're doing your job, right? Yeah, yeah. definitely. I think it's a good way to look at it. Yeah. So we'll we'll see where that goes. Um, it's been good. It's been good. All right. So for those who are still sticking around, uh, and you happen to have a Podbean uh, account. Um, we're we're kind of we're coming up in our game. Um, I don't know if you've seen it. We're changing our logos a bit, um, so I hope you enjoy that. Um, if we want to split feeds, uh, we are looking for what was it? Um, Patreon. Um, but mm-hmm. I think I might have something exciting about that to announce later. I'll just give you a tidbit. But I think I'm, I think a, one thing that a lot of Patreon people do um, is add possible, you know, like uh, rewards, right? If there is a Patreon subscription. Mm-hmm. Um, and so one idea I have, and I'm kind of running it through, so, if, you know, comment or tweet at us, uh, if, if your thoughts on it, but I might add a, um, like if you sign up for a certain amount of money, like we'll say five bucks, 10 bucks, whatever it is, uh, then I'd cast, uh, you know, one or two of your Rocket League games or something like that. I don't know. Just an idea. If, if people are interested, let us know. Um, except for that, you know, five-star review on iTunes so people can actually find us. That, that's a big thing. Um, and then, uh, I think that's that. Um, any last closing thoughts, Combo Wabbits? Uh, if anybody wants really low tier uh, <laughs> uh, reviews of a game where we're just kind of you know having fun, joking, chilling, maybe Combo comes on and gives you actual advice, <laughs> then uh, yeah, that, that'll that'll be that. <laughs> then subscribe and do all those things. I don't know. All right, Combo, you got anything to finish this off? Oh, uh, Lanet no. Lanny TS, yeah. right? Is that happening? Uh, yeah, Brock will, yeah, Brock will be in Montreal this weekend. So, so uh, exciting times. So we're ooh. we're hoping to go there, take home our two thousand dollar prize, and go from there. Yeah, let's do it. All right. Um, anyway, thank you all for listening. It's been fun. It's been good. Um, do something nice. All right. I said this, uh, I think, in a recent podcast, but we're gonna change it up. Do something nice for a person that annoys you. All right. That's your ooh. new. That's your homework for the week. Tough. All right. Tough. All of you. Mm-hmm. Signing off. Flash. Wabbits, say something. Uh, I'll say, I'm saying my name, Wabbits. Uh, Combo, say something. <laughs> the greatest Nintendo Switch player signing off. <laughs> See ya. You know what? In the first couple days. Bye. Bye.